1: Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman and this is our preview show of West Brom versus Fulham. Joining me right now is my friend Andy Colton in New Hampshire and Andy's going to give us the West Brom perspective on this upcoming match. This is huge, Andy. So listen, first of all, welcome to Cottage Talk. We are broadcasting live on my Twitter account and on the Cottage Talk Facebook page. This will also be a podcast, but when I thought about previewing this match, there's only one person I wanted to contact and it was you. Great view from New Hampshire. Andy's in New Hampshire. I'm in Massachusetts. We actually are local. So we've been friends for a while and uh, we actually did a podcast because Andy's originally from Burton and uh, he actually did a a podcast with me about Burton Albion a couple seasons ago, (laughs) but he's also a huge fan of West Brom. So Andy, I just want to go to you first. Just give me your, Initial thoughts on West Brom season before the lockdown. Let's let's just build up to talking about West Brom. Let's start there. Give me your just overall view of the season before we went into lockdown.
0: Wow. Thanks, Ross. Great to be back on Cottage Talk. Uh, Yeah. Wow. a roller roller coaster. I mean, we started like a train. Then the train came off its its rails uh, in December, January. Couldn't win a game. Then we started winning again, and then we had the situation where, pre-COVID, we couldn't score a goal. And between pre-COVID and COVID, four games, no goals. We turned that around against Sheffield Wednesday, and we basically, uh, yeah, it's been a a funny ride. It's been a ride, you know? It's been a complete ride. But uh, fingers crossed, you know, the season is now back on its rails with, what, 10 out of the last 12 points? Yep. There's a lot of uh, a lot of doom and gloom at West Brom. As these teams around us, are chasing like crazy. Uh, there's a famous race called uh, – a horse race called the uh, Grand National. Right. And i you know this, Russ. There's a horse called Devon Lock. You know that horse? No, I don't. It's owned by the Queen. And it was in the lead. For, it's a, the race is four and a half miles. Yep. And basically, this horse was in the lead. It should have won the race. Collapsed at the finish. <laughs> And, uh, the, you know, and I've said that for a long time, either Leeds or West Brom is like Devon Locke, you know? <laughs> so that scenario, now it's haunting me, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, still it's
1: in our hands. Well, it, listen, everything is in your hands. You control everything. And all Fulham can do in their hands is just keep winning. And that's yeah. what's interesting about this because, again, we're going to talk about this in a bit, how important this match is because I've heard from Fulham supporters, well, if we beat West Brom – we are going to be gifting it to Brentford, right? Yeah, and wow. honestly, okay. it, right, and, and we'll talk about that in a second because for me, I just want Fulham to win. I I don't want to worry about Brentford. I just have to worry about Fulham. That's just the way I look at it. But what I want to do next is uh, I want to go back and I want to talk about the match, and this seems so long ago, the first time the teams played each other. And honestly, I'm, I'm going, just going to say this. I thought Fulham were the better side. At Craven Cottage, you guys got, got the late goal. Yeah. But what were your thoughts about that match when the teams played
0: a little while back? Well, it seems like two seasons ago, you know, it seems forever. Uh just relief. We didn't play that well. Honestly, Russ would play the top four teams this year, you know, what top three apart from us, Brentford, Leeds, and you. We've not beaten yeah. not beaten any of you. We've still yet to beat any of those teams.
1: That's so interesting.
0: Uh, and they're true. No, it's absolutely true. I was thinking about it today, looking at the uh, – just checking. I knew we had them, but you double, you double check these things. So, yeah, well not – you know, to get a point at Craven Cottage over a 46-game season was a big deal. And you guys were playing really well. And then you had your dip. In all honesty, you know, I thought, you know, Fulham were going to coast into the playoffs at the very least. But now you're charging. Now you've got momentum. And I think that's what you need in the playoffs. And right. that's. My fear is that the team that comes third it's the biggest mental hit I think a team has had in years to be in that that position of strength. Right. and Oh, my gosh, it's a four-team, you know, sort of like a f- scrap, let's face it. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, if I was Fulham, I'd be, you know, very quietly confident. That's the game, yeah. Fulham played, played great football. We We usually do. We try to. And uh, we did, you know, you, you, that gave you were a better team, no doubt. And uh, yes, yeah, to get a draw was 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 pretty solid, actually.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, from your perspective, that was a good point. From our you, perspective, it was two points dropped. Obviously, you uh, sounds like you agree with me on that.
0: Typical of a draw, isn't it? If you get a late <laughs> equaliser, it's a win. If you thought, you know, if you, yeah, the if you can yeah, see, it just, you know, does your head? Like, for example, West Brom again, you know, the weekend. Uh, we, you know, we won one was, you, right. know, you know, obviously Blackburn are a good team, but it felt like a loss. You know, we were right, exactly. We were, really like your game, you know, we were dominant with we a better team, couldn't score a second goal. And that puts pressure on you. And you can yeah. see, you know, you, you you think, oh, my gosh, you know, wasn't a great result. But it was
1: <laughs> it's funny because looking back at it, I guess you could say from a Fulham perspective, it feels like a loss because of that late goal from West Brom. But it was, if I honestly, and I'm glad that we can talk about this, it was a better performance from Fulham. But that's how football goes sometimes, Andy. And uh, it, it's funny because Fulham really haven't dropped many points since then. When they go ahead, it's a pretty incredible record. When they score first, they are incredibly difficult to beat. And uh, that's you know again we we look at that first goal if we score that first goal we're in pretty good shape. All right,
0: let's think about you know Tuesday. If you score first, you know that's the biggest test West Brom have had all season. I'm saying that now. You know we (laughs) need seven. We need seven out of nine. We can't afford to lose. And if you can dictate from a leading position, that's massive. I, I didn't you know. I like Fulham. I don't follow every, you know, every trend. So I didn't, sure. I didn't know that that bit. So that's fascinating. I hope yeah. that knows that.
1: Yeah. Again, uh, if you go back and you, you look at the stats, we are incredibly strong once we score the first goal, which again is, uh, is encouraging. But unfortunately, Fulham don't score a lot of goals, Andy. And that, that's been uh, a little bit of a conundrum. And we can talk about that when we break down this match. But yeah. I want to now talk about since the restart, okay? I want to get your thoughts about what's been going on. I watched your first match, that draw, and I thought maybe that was a situation with a little rust. You know, again, all these teams are coming back because you've gone from that to strength. You've, like you said, you've taken so many points since then. You haven't lost, right? Uh, Oh, wait a minute. Didn't you?
0: I'm sorry.
1: You did lose to Brentford. I shouldn't say that. You did lose to Brentford. Uh, But beyond that, you've actually gained a lot of points. So talk about the
0: restart. Well, yeah, you're it's, it's, it's totally right. I mean, the first game was Birmingham at home, and Birmingham, Banks, have, you know, p- played solidly. You know, they played a particular shape, didn't look to concede, didn't concede, won this horrible run and not scoring a goal. Then we play Brentford, who I think are just a breath of fresh air. I mean, they, oh, yeah. they are a fantastic team, a great story. Yep. And if any neutral, you're going to be a Brentford fan. And I hope, I mean, I hate to say it, Ross, I hope they get in the Premier League, which means one of our two teams won't be in the Premier League. <laughs> but I, I mean, truly, you know, you're going to beat us in the playoffs or, or, you know, or, you know, the way it looks, no. of our teams. But they play just amazing stuff. And they uh, do. Quite a few weeks ago, a friend of mine sort of suggested they can't win it out. They can't win every game. I know. It looks like Fixture said they can. They yeah. really can. They are that good. And I think, you know, that the, the summer season, it's a very continental, fluid team. Yep. Athletes, young team. They play, they're playing so well. When they played us, first half, one no down, real test. Billich, I didn't feel brought the right players on at the right time. We dominated. But it's like four quarters football now. And, you know, the six, seven-minute water break. Yep. Thomas Frank, who's an incredible manager, came out there and just tweaked it, changed it, and and again, controlled it, and won that battle with with Billich. And that 1-0 defeat, you know, set everything up. Right. You know, a draw would have been perfect for us. It would have been, you know, five points clear now. Right. Anyway, um, so since that, yeah, we've been on a four-game run, won three, and just drew against Blackburn. away, 10 points out of 12. Yeah. Ordinarily, great form. You know, you go, wow, I can't wait to play Fulham now. But, hey, you guys won four in a row. Yep. I think Brentford won seven in a row. This is just crazy, four, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it's crazy. It's so, it's crazy, Andy. But brilliant. I mean, the championship. You're trying to get out of it, but what a division, you know? Oh, what, it, what do you want? Do you want to, you know, struggle in the Premier League or have this amazing sort of narrative of excitement, you know, and and drama and new stories, new players, new, you know? it's just, i I've loved the championship. I've got to say, but I don't I do want to. Too. You don't
1: want to be an excuse, do you? No, of course not. You know, but and I also want to mention this because we we're talking about Brentford. I don't want anyone to misunderstand. I can't stand Brentford, but <laughs> I'm one that will give credit where credit is due. They yeah. do play very good football. Can't stand them, but I will give them credit. Wow. But, wow. but Andy, let's talk about this. The importance for both teams. We've already been touching upon it, and this is huge for Fulham. Like I mentioned earlier, when we started this. Fulham just need to keep winning and just keep putting the pressure on you. And also, as you talked about, Andy, from a Fulham perspective, it, even if they don't get the top two, it's about the momentum going into the playoffs if you're playing good football. And even if they don't win automatic promotion, they're probably going to have all kinds of confidence because of just simply winning. So I don't agree with the this idea, well, if – we win, we help Brentford, so, you know, fine, we we help Brentford, but we also help Fulham as well. You know, I I definitely disagree with this, but for you, this match is just massive. This can really just set everything off for for your automatic promotion. So let's talk about, from a West Brom perspective,
0: what this match means. Well, the thing is, we now know, you know, it's a line in the sand now, 7 points out of 9. Okay? So, we need to be a big team. We need that momentum. Like you said, momentum in terms of your playoffs. For us, to beat Fulham would set us up four points out of six. Last two games, we've got to play QPR at home. we are going to play Huddersfield away. Winnable games. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely momentum. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, can't, you lose. It's now in Brentford's hands. You know, they've just proved it. Yeah, and their running is not too bad. You know, really, it's... I always think I think Stoke away will bizarrely enough, you know, you think well Stoke, well their home fans would be a more of a more of a challenge. But I still think Stoke away may test Brentford, but we have to get a result. You know, I'd be happy with a draw. I've got to be honest. you. And then going defeat would be would be you know, but it could easily happen. Fulham, Fulham are a really good team. Well, thanks,
1: and obviously so is West Brom. I want to share this comment with you because this goes to. I was talking about Brentford again. Not a fan of Brentford, but I want to share this from Ralph Leach: Brentford, Bayern Munich, and Real Madrid—only teams to win every game since restart. I was not aware of that.
0: Wow, cool! <laughs> Ralph, I had no idea either.
1: So <laughs> I'm, I'm taking your word on that, Ralph. I'm taking your word on that. I was not aware of that, but that's, uh, that's pretty interesting.
0: I think and it's again, never a- ever in the history, of football, Brentford Bayern, and uh, they have been in <laughs> the same sentence. So yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool.
1: Well done, Ralph. Yeah. Oh, I also want to mention, anyone watching us live, we have a decent amount of people watching us live, feel free to send us a comment, uh, especially when we get to predictions because I, w- I want people's predictions. Feel free to send us a comment, and uh, I could share like I
0: did with Ralph Stare. Okay, hey, my friend. Fans, Fulham fans, guess what What names on the back of okay. my shirts? Okay. You liked him. Yeah. Lot, so they... I'm sure
1: I'm sure they can figure it out. Do you want Do you want to turn around briefly to show everyone? Okay. 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 Take a guess on what shirt Andy's wearing. Uh, it does involve foam. It's a West Brom shirt, but take a guess who it is, and then we will uh, actually share that at the end of the show. I'm sure people can figure that out. Yeah. Okay, Andy. Let's now break down this match. Let's start with West Brom. What I like to do is just talk about strengths and weaknesses of your side for Fulham fans that have not watched a lot of West Brom, even lately. Let's yeah, yeah. go through that from your perspective.
0: Strengths first. Yep. Yeah. So passing, fluency, attractive play. We have this. We have a brilliant technical group of players. I mean, Billich is recruited, just just phenomenal. I know, easy on the eye. Just yep. great, great players. I feel. Um, whether we take a chance, I don't know. I mean, you know, a top scorer has 10 goals, which is remarkable. You think about it, you know, a team's been in the lead all season. Charlie Aston has 10. Our um, strength has got to be Mateus Pereira. I mean, he is just just as gifted. I as, remember
1: him from the first match.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. It's like Ben Rama, you know, everything comes through him. And I love Ben Rama as a player. But within Ben Rama, you get obviously, you know, all manner of sides as well, like with Pereira. Right. You know, they fouls a lot. And every foul sometimes is not given, and sometimes fouls that should you know, there's a chance theatrics sometimes occurs, put it that way. But you get that with that type of player. But Pereira came over to us, had a year in Germany, uh, was player of the year in their second division, uh, was rookie of the year in the Bundesliga, is Portuguese. Uh the only player who kept him out was Fernandes, uh, Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez at Sport in Lisbon. So he get his kid at twenty three. And we get him on a loan for a year. Brilliant! You know, loan system can work so well if you play it right. Absolutely. So we went on this loan system. I think it's four million, but we had this condition that for for just over eight million we could buy him if he played a certain amount of games. And now he has. He triggered it. Um, actually, first game post COVID. So now he's in our hands, but they're dictating the terms. They want cash in a year, not instalments. So. Here's a joy to watch. Uh, Kravinovic from Croatia, another Croatian, obviously, with Bilic as well, another very attractive player. Um, We have Grzycki, who's fresh uh, from Hull, Polish international, pacey, wide player midfield. Took a long time for Bilic to to get trust in him. But again, that sort of triumvirate, that talented counter-attacking trio, are very good. Fully, if they score... They're smart to play deep. The, the more stretched the game is, those boys can exploit the gaps. No question. So, yeah, we'll see the way, you know, often Westbrook have lost conceding early in their team, you know, their newer team dictates. And so okay. that's my, my, certainly my worry. But, yeah, but very easy on the eye. Good um, Dara Shea, Irish fullback, a young boys playing really well. Um, so overall, yeah, you know, we've got, we've got some talented boys. Weaknesses, um yeah, we we'll sometimes get a little bit pedestrian in midfield, which, you know, I said we're midfield's fluent, but right. uh, defensively midfield, we can, we can get a bit stagnated. The ball doesn't move as quickly as it, it could with, with Soys and Livermore, but those two will start. Um, we are awful on set pieces. Is Mitrovic going to play?
1: Mitrovic is going to play. Mitrovic came back for the last match. He is through his three-match ban.
0: Oh, well, you know that we are assumed you know Mitrovic was was going to be missing in action. So no,
1: Mitrovic is playing.
0: Yeah, I, I looking at your uh, you know sort of the record, and saw his name back. Oh my gosh, he's back! Is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's gonna. He's, he, he could well hurt us. So set pieces, we just don't defend well as a team. We don't move well as a team. Sam Johnston, the keeper, has made some amazing saves, but you put the ball in the right area, he just struggle a little bit. So you know yeah. that's is an area that Fulham should should really work on in confidence you know the first goal Russ, is huge on tuesday massive.
1: we've already been talking about that yeah absolutely yeah. I totally agree with you Andy
0: so you know we'll just we'll see where it goes but, uh, but overall yeah we we have some some fantastic talent this is not your, it's not your Tony Pulis West Brom you know this is <laughs> this is a uh, you know more continental but, uh, and the other thing I'm going to say, yeah, the bench, Slavin has to play the bench well. He didn't do well with the bench against Brentford. He bought a very expensive player, um, a on, it wasn't a good move. Um, He bought a young boy on called Harper at the weekend, he looks a little bit lost, he's not quite there. You could well see Chris Brunt, you really could. Chris wow. Brunt, is, yeah, he's 35, he's, he's leaving the club, but... We need an element of control um, later on in games, so you may well see Brunty. He can still do it. He yep. is a, he's a talent, very talented lad, and as a, a Massachusetts guy. If you don't know, Brunt's cousin is Sean Thornton.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, he's, he's in hockey, he's a guy called an enforcer who uh, he basically you know helps you know he's, he's more skillful players out through a <laughs> bit of you know fisticuffs and. I remember. John Thornton is a Bruins legend. That's
1: so funny. I was not aware of that.
0: How'd you know? I mean, how'd you honestly know that? But yeah, he's, he's his cousin. So that's okay. the weaknesses.
1: Okay, excellent. Andy, right back to you. Let's talk about key players for West Brom from your perspective. Who has to play well for you to get, like you said, even a draw or potentially win?
0: Yeah, I think we're both out to win, Russ. I don't think we're going to play, either play for a draw. I don't see that happening. Uh, again, I mean, say names, you know, Pereira's the man. If Pereira plays, and again, depends who you're going to get put on him. Who's your your, your marker? Would it be Arter? Who, who are you normally going to have marking him? Would it be Arter?
1: It, it could be someone like Arter.
0: Yeah. Maybe Do you know,
1: Josh Anima, possibly.
0: Okay. So that, that, guy, that guy's role is really, really big. And they're going to or Harrison him. Reed. It could
1: be any of them. <laughs> it could yeah. actually be Harrison Reed.
0: So yeah, I, think, I mean, they, you know, you, you've got to deploy a good man-to-man marker. If you allow him to dictate, it's going to hurt you. He has a, he has more assists than any player in the championship in a season ever. I mean, he's, he's so creative. He, he just uh, the vision of the guy. You know, it, you purr. I mean, it's one of these. Not, many, not often in life do you get edgy "Oh my, did he just do that?" You know, like a reverse pass, a blind pass. Just, just, just astounding sort of interplay, great feats. Uh, yeah, stop Pereira. Going to pretty, you know, it's a, it's a big deal, a really okay, big
1: deal. excellent. Yeah,
0: I'd say that's he's very, a-
1: no, that's very good. Okay. I'm going to say key players Fulham. It's very interesting we're talking about this because he, I'm glad that you talked about Pereira, a player that has been a revelation with us, Andy. That you might not be familiar with. He's actually we're talking about players on loan. Yeah, Harrison yeah. Reed from. Southampton, yeah. central midfielder, has actually really been controlling the play. He has an incredible motor, and he just runs and runs. He's not a big guy, but he controls the play. And uh, what's interesting about about him, he's not the same player, but I could see why my co-host has said this, that he reminds him of a Fulham legend and my favorite player, Danny Murphy. Oh, wow. Yeah, Danny Murphy. Murphy was, I, I, again, I, I would say Danny Murphy doesn't didn't do the running that Harrison Reed does. But if you want to talk about really controlling the play, that's yeah. what Harrison Reed does. So for, for me, he really has to step up. I'm also going to say a key player for Fulham is going to be Tim Ream. And uh, you're probably very familiar with Tim Ream, yeah. Andy. And the reason why I'm going to mention him is that lately, well, I could also say this for Hector as well the two of them have been making mistakes and the uh, gold differential won't show that how we've been keeping say, clean sheets, but they are a mistake away and they cannot afford a mistake against your side, neither one. Yeah. And they are both susceptible to that. So again, if I'm looking at a, a weakness for foam, I would say it would be making that mistake. Yeah, And, yeah. Uh, and, and those two uh, center backs, they have it in them. Uh, even though Hector has been great, but when we came back from the restart, he hasn't been the same player. I think he's just working himself back into form. But Tim Ream, Andy, and you're going to be very aware of him from the U.S. Men's National Team. Yeah. I think he might be near the end of his full career because I don't think he has the legs anymore. Not that he really had them, but I don't think I think he's lost another step.
0: Right, right. Well, I've got to be honest with you, none of our forwards have, you know, have, have a step at all. You know, they're just, <laughs> Austin and Dale robson Carner, they have their strengths, but, you know, pace is not yep. something. Yeah. But again, that's not West, West Brom. Uh, they, they score through through committee. You know, they, it's the range of scorers and players running in behind the, you know, the, the midfield lines that create that create the goals. Yeah. Sure. So. We don't, there's no way West Brom will play with more than one forward. So, one of these two centre halves will be, you know, I'll have, you know, have less to do. You have to cover. Yep. You have to look out for those players coming in behind. Yep. But you can, okay. I mean, i going I mean, if you take the lead, do you do normally Fulham play defensively? Do you normally play a- It's a great
1: question because I will tell you that there's a term here with Fulham supporters called parka ball. Parker <laughs> ball if you're expecting us to be like we were with under Slavisa, you're not going to see that even though we played very well against your side. Think of Parker as a player. it's conservative. we're not going to come out all you know crazy when when we come out to the Hawthorns. We're going to be conservative we're going to feel ourselves into the match. That's how he plays now when we get the lead, yeah. except for the last match he usually goes extremely defensive. I mean, really. I mean, he'll put on substitutions where, again, it's it's mostly defenders. He will do that. But in the last match, for whatever reason, and we were expecting this, I was personally, that he was going to go defensive again against Cardiff. He did the exact opposite. He didn't go that defensive. He actually made some very good substitutions. But generally, the last 20 minutes, if Fulham are up 1-0 – it's yep. nervy times because he'll put on all these defenders and then they're just going to defend and it's just going to be one team coming at you and they're going to defend. Wow. So what I would like to say is that I, a big part of me expects if they get ahead that they go even more defensive. And, um, I, again, this might not be a, a term that everyone knows from American football, but there's a term called prevent defense, yeah, 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 and uh, that's what Fulham do. <laughs> that's I'm what Fulham Jets, do man. when
0: they get no when they Jets, get the lead. We have no defence, so you know we do not prevent anything. So, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he's a great player, Scott Parker, <laughs> fantastic player. I um, mean, again, we can't watch yeah. ever, I'm intrigued by that. I, I assume that one game I saw Fulham, you know, live was wow. That's the way they are. So that is really any baggy fan will be interested. that. Yeah. It's not that simple. Oh no, it's very different. It's very Yeah. It's more, you know, it's funny because
1: I'm sure that many fans of West Brom are, you know, who haven't watched film all season think that we're the Silvisa team and yeah. okay. we are not the Silvisa team. Okay. You know, it, I, so just to keep that keep that in mind for, for the West Brom fans that that are watching. Andy, I have to share this.
0: Yeah. Cool. Let me see.
1: <laughs> you see that? There you go. There you go. There's the Gera. And uh, Alf Russell had it too. So we yeah. had a few people that, that answered that they got it right. It was Gera. So, yeah. um, you this, know.
0: This, it, this is his match shirt. He actually wore this in his last season at West Brom. That's so cool. Just, honestly, full of fans, i, I, I got an amazing looking you know, sort of uh, relationship with West Brom. And I was asked, uh, could I could have any shirt, a match shirt in the last 20 years, any player. And it had to be Gera. I, don't, I know you love the guy as a team, yeah. but it, it Westbrook is is work. And He's doing great in, in Hungary, and that's great. That life story. I wrote a piece about it. so I should yep. share it with. You. I remember. So, yeah, and Fulham fan. There's a lot of Fulham angles in it. It's not a West Brom story. It's Right, Gera's- I remember this. I remember you sharing that. Yeah, so you know, if you want to ever if you want to read, you know, the tr- Gera's inside story, then you know, I think you'd, you'd enjoy it. So yeah, that's, that's I, like, great, I like Fulham in a fact, you know the Gara. I know you
1: do. You've told me that many times.
0: We share Gara, you know, I can't get you can't get better brotherhood than that.
1: <laughs> All right, Andy, let's uh, move on here and let's talk about this. All right? Yep. How does West Brom win this match, and then I'll share how
0: Fulham can win this match. Well, you've given me a few clues. You know, they have him defensively. You know, you're, you're not exactly confident. We've got to move. It to, we've got to keep possession. We've got to move the ball fast. We've got to get the inside runners. We've got to get options going forward. We've got to score early. We've got to control the game. And again, it's a cliche, you know, just not no gaffes, you know. Yep. Uh, control Mitrovic. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Ahmed Aghazi was playing really, really well. And he got sent off in, the, I think, like the 93rd minute for a stupid, you know, Nothing, it's ridiculous. Why would you, you know, put yourself in that situation winning or win him four 2 I think it's against Hull. Then he missed the last two games. Um, suspension for one, and then against uh Blackburn, he, he didn't choose him. I think he'll choose him. I think he'll put him on Mitrovic. So the okay. Mitrovic versus Aghazi, this Egyptian international is a very good defender. Interesting, it's gonna be a really big battle, a really big key to the game. I can't see Bartley or a marking him as well as a So yeah, it's not just what we can do offensively or attacking wise. It's, it's how we control your strengths as well. So okay. yeah, it's going to be a great game.
1: It is. I'm 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 very much excited for this match tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it, Andy. Okay. Now how does Fulham win this match? And I'm going to mention this because uh, a big talking point is going to be the midfield free. And, he has several options here. In the last match, he had Anima, Arthur, and Harrison Reed. And I think they are pivotal for this match. The question will be is Tom Kearney fit to play? And if he I is, does he come back in and who goes out? Because Josh Anima has been excellent, Harrison Reed is excellent. So it's going to be interesting to see how this is all handled uh, by Scott Parker. What I wanted to mention to you, someone that made an impact in the last match and could make an argument to potentially start against your side, Stefan Johansson. Oh, so wow. yeah. let's talk about your thoughts about Johansson because, again, he uh, was uh, integral in getting Fulham's second goal against Cardiff City. Your thoughts on him?
0: Well, a shame because there's no fans. you get a good reception. I think that he... Tea- He's a good player, but he just flat to seed, Possibly, you know, I felt he deserved more game time than he yep. actually got. Um, he, you know, he came on just certain games, looked great, but didn't stamp that absolute authority. I wish he'd have played under Billich. I think he would have, you know, would have been done well under Billich. This team would have suited him better than last year's team. Yep, if that makes sense, you know. Uh, but, yeah, he's a quality player, you know, no doubt. And, uh, as I say, um, I had no idea he set up the goal at the weekend for you guys. Yep. So, yeah, so, yeah, you never know. There's that horrible sort of uh, repetition of players returning to former grounds and doing something decent. He's it, well thought of. But, honestly, you know, it was like a seven out of seven. Yep. Oh, I could see him being like an eight or a nine. You know, he had that ability, I've got to say. That. Yep that makes yeah.
1: sense. Okay, excellent. And uh, so I'm just going to share how fun when this match is, is again, controlling the midfield like we're talking about. And uh, it's very simple to say, score the first goal. As you and I have said, Andy, the first goal is going to be massive here. All right. All right, my friend, let's end with talking about our predictions for the match. And if you're watching live, feel free to share your prediction for the match. Andy, I'll go to you first. I have a feeling we're both going to be predicting victories for our own sides, but
0: no. Give, me your, give me your prediction. No, I'm not going to win. It's going to be a draw. Oh, give me a draw. It's going to be 1 1. Um, <laughs> simply, I mean, if it's one, 1 1 is still in our hands, you know, and at the start yep. of the season, if we're given this scenario look, you've got to beat Huddersfield. You've got to beat QPR. You have this squad. It's the best squad in the division, best all round squad in the division, in my mind, totally. Yep. So I'd have taken that, you know. We can't take a defeat. There's no way. I mean, we're going to play to win, but I think Fulham are going to hurt, hurt us. I, I can't see scoring many goals. You will certainly score at least one. So, I, I, for me, yeah, I think we'll cancel each other out and you move on to game number 45 in this marathon season. That's how I see it going, 1-1. One, one. Okay. I got it right, right.
1: last time, Russ, remember? So- you did. You did. You got it right. Okay. We're going to end the show with my prediction for the match. Okay Andy, it's time for my prediction and uh, I'm going to go for 1-0 to Fulham. They're going to score in the first half. <laughs> I keep mentioning this player who keeps shooting and doesn't score but I'm going to say Anthony Notchard scores the call. I can't believe we're going to say this because I keep predicting he's going to score and uh, so I'm going to say Fulham win 1-0 okay. and, and, and that they go in the second half play ultra defensive like we've seen before and that this match is going to probably make me pull out any hair that I have left on my head, Andy.
0: We've lost a couple of games 1-0 this season in exactly that situation, so it wouldn't be the first time. But I I think there's a better chance of you scoring one than us. We're going to score us. I mean, there's much talent on that pitch saying that, you know, we would do it for when we're promoted, we need a striker that we, you put somebody like Dwight Gale on that team. We would have been miles there, but Hey, it's gone now, you know, yeah. but yeah, one, one, Russ. One, one.
1: Okay. And I'm going one nil to foam. Great. Andy, before we go, just tell everyone one last time, how they can follow you on Twitter. I've been putting it yeah. throughout the show, but I definitely want everyone to uh, follow you on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm on, I'm on Andy from New Hampshire. Uh, I just wrote, actually, I do a lot of writing for a website called Over the Bar. And it's it's not, I can't think of a Fulham connection here, but a very famous World Cup player died at the weekend, a guy called Jack Charlton. Yes. Spent the weekend putting a tribute to him out. That's published today. Oh, that's great. So, so yeah, I mean, I think Fulham fans, Baggies fans, any fan, you know, it's that guy's complexity, amazing character, unique. And if there's any Irish Fulham fans, hey. You should read what I wrote. You know, he's a an amazing person. So, so yeah, that's why I, I, I write, say online, and uh, also yeah, you'll hear me on Sirius Radio. Yes, uh, I, I I hear you often, Andy. And, uh, yeah, and so yeah, Andy from New Hampshire.
1: Andy from New Hampshire. I hope you make
0: it for him. I really do. You know, let's get in the Premier League together. Yeah,
1: I would love that. You know, honestly, you and I have talked about this. I predicted Fulham and West Brom at the beginning of the season to, to win automatic promotion. Uh, that's not going to happen because Leeds has that taken care of right now. And uh, I've got my thoughts on Leeds. But beyond that, yeah. I would like it to be the three of us. So at this point, so we'll see. I don't. I don't want to see Brentford, even though they play good football. I understand what you're saying, just from a a personal level. I I, I don't want to see it. But anyways, Andy, uh, it, it's been great. Catching up with you, anyone that's watching. Boy. Andy is in New Hampshire. What a view Andy's been giving us yeah,
0: throughout this. Is a horse there? Is she there? I can't see. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. But it, but it's great. Uh, Andy was in New Hampshire. I was in Massachusetts. And we're also New England Revolution supporters. So that's yeah, kind yeah. of also the connection as well. But, Andy, again, thank you for doing this. But well, we're going to wrap this up. For hey,
0: Andy. what? what yes, you go. Fulham yep. or West Brom? The a guy who plays the Revolution called Gustavo Bow. Yes. He would, he would be absolutely perfect, both our teams. Oh, I, I totally – it's funny that you say that,
1: and, and I'm sure many Fulham supporters and West Brom fans are not aware of Gustavo Bow. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, he could play for either one of our sides.
0: Yeah, he would. We'd be up with him in the, in the, in the forward line. Super. You know – school continuing striker. Just oh. – just text. you know, he's, he's got everything. he does he does we
1: you know we've seen that and again with the MLS is back he showed that again but this isn't a revolution show Andy I I wish we could do a revolution show but let's wrap up our preview of Fulham and West Brom for Andy Cullen, I'm Russ Goldman thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk for Fulham
0: fans everywhere this is the ultimate football app for you Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free C-O-Y Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th
1: minute. And all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates around. You've got your McDougal share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.